Welcome to the Monday Morning Message, a podcast of Grace Community Church in Delaware. I am Paul Shirley, pastor of Grace Church, and on our podcast, we try to develop some of the implications and themes from the scripture that we're studying on Sunday morning and cover some of the life issues that might arise throughout the week. Now, in our Sunday morning study, our church is currently studying through Galatians chapter 3 and 4, and especially focusing on the doctrine of adoption. And of course, that brings up so many biblical themes in our thinking and has us meditating on what it's like to be a part of God's family, and then even to think about what our own family life is like. And even as we think about our own family life and the perfection of God as our Father, we begin to evaluate our own parenting and think about what we should be doing to shepherd our children at home. Probably a lot of parents are doing this even more than normal since we're still in this shelter-in-place order because of the COVID-19 crisis. And so we're at home a lot more with our kids, and we're hopefully thinking about the influence that we have on them and the impact that we're having on them for Christ. And as I was thinking through some of these things and even talking about it with my wife, we were thinking about some of the most significant influences that we have benefited from when it comes to our own parenting. And I was even thinking about three of the most important books that have influenced the way I think about shepherding my children. And of course, when I think about the most important books that I've read and benefited from on how to be a godly parent, at the top of the list has to be the Bible, which kind of sounds like a no-brainer, almost trite answer. Of course, I'm going to say the Bible. I'm a pastor. We should all say the Bible. And of course, that's true, but I mean that in a very specific way. Uh, when I'm parenting, I want biblical truth to impact my parenting in some very specific ways. So in Ephesians chapter 6, when it talks about the job of a parent, it says, Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. And so part of my job is to bring up my children in the instruction of the Lord, which of course is revealed in the scriptures, in God's word. And so if I'm going to be a faithful parent, then the most influential parenting book that I can read and digest is God's Word. And when parents do this, it has some specific effects on their family life that will be beneficial to everybody. For instance, when a parent is heavily influenced by the Scripture and their thinking, they're going to be able to add clarity to family life. They're going to be able to diagnose spiritual problems. They're going to be able to deal with conflict in a biblical way. A parent who is immersed in God's Word and meditating on God's Word is a parent who's going to be able to provide answers to their children, no matter what age or stage of life. And that's certainly helpful when kids are little, and it's compelling as they get older. They're going to want to come to you for wisdom, for counsel, because you have answers from God's Word. That's the kind of parent that you want to be. That'll be a benefit to you if you allow the Scriptures to influence your parenting. Another way that 
the scriptures as an influence on your parenting has some helpful effects in your family life is it adds specificity to your expectations from your children. In fact, we've always worked hard, and I would encourage you to do the same, to discipline and instruct your children with God's categories. Uh, So for instance, uh, in our household, kids never got in trouble for being a tattletale, but they did get in trouble for gossip and slander. You see, tattletelling is kind of a vague category. It, It touches on something that's not quite right, but it leaves too many loopholes and it's too vague. However, the categories of gossip and slander are concrete. They're definitive from Scripture. If you're speaking lies about somebody to their harm, that is slander. You're responsible for that. If you are uh, talking about them, someone needlessly behind their back, that's gossip. That's sin. The Scriptures address that specifically. So use those specific biblical categories. Uh, when you got a young child who's who's running around like a wild man, swinging from the chandeliers and and bouncing on the couch like a trampoline. That's not a fidgety kid. That's not a wild kid. That's not just boys being boys. That's a young soul that needs to grow in the area of self-control, which is a biblical discipline. It is a character category. And so that's an area that you can address with specific biblical principles, and it's also uh, an area that you can instruct your child in in a specific way. I'm not asking you to stop running laps around the dining room table because it annoys me, although that would be kind of crazy. I'm asking you to do this because as God's creature, as a human being in God's world, you're going to have to learn self-control if you are going to prosper in this life in any way. So that's a biblical category. Uh, or, or how about temper tantrums? In my translation of the Bible, there's no temper tantrum. There might be some crazy dynamic equivalence translation out there somewhere that, that uses the phrase temper tantrum in an English Bible, but the Bible doesn't use that kind of language, really. It's not a temper tantrum. It's an outburst of selfish lusts. This is a biblical category. Your children are responding in what we might commonly call a temper tantrum, not just because they're a kid, but because they had a desire. They wanted something, and that desire was not fulfilled. That's what James 4 is talking about. What causes quarrels and what causes fights among you? Is it not this, that your passions are at war within you? You desire and do not have, so you murder. You covet and cannot obtain, so you fight and quarrel. You do not have because you do not ask. You ask and do not receive because you ask wrongly to spend it on your passions. So the problem is not just the temper tantrum. It's not just an immature response. The problem is a lustful heart that desires something and responds in anger when that doesn't happen. And if you can rightly assess that, call it what it is from a biblical perspective, then not only will you be in a position to shepherd your children through it, you'll also be instructing them on how to think through things from God's perspective. So we want to make sure that we're influenced by the scriptures 
when we're shepherding our children. We're supposed to bring them up in the fear and admonition of the Lord. We're supposed to shepherd them in God's ways. We're supposed to discharge our duties as parents under the Lordship of Christ, which means we have to do it in submission to his word. Uh, Just remember, in all forms of parental instruction and discipline, you are representing God, which means you need to use God's truth when you're teaching your child. The best book on parenting is the scriptures. Another book that to a much lesser extent has influenced our parenting and our household is a book called Everyday Talk by John Yount. Uh, This is a book, Everyday Talk, that I read uh, very early uh, in our family life when we were expecting child number one, and it had a profound impact on the way I think about parenting. Uh, Now, quick disclaimer, there is one chapter in this book that I'm not the biggest fan of. He makes some good points about the need to influence our children with the gospel, but then he makes a few loose statements Uh, basically saying that you need to tell your child they can't obey until they believe in Jesus. And I think there is some truth to that. A child cannot truly obey in a way that honors the Lord without any hypocrisy unless they have faith from God. Uh, That's absolutely true. But your child can submit and render some kind of obedience to you, even if they're not yet regenerate. I mean, Paul in Ephesians 6 says, children, obey your parents. So, There is an obedience that they need to learn, whether they're regenerate or not. You need to be teaching them that submission leads to peace and joy in this life. So I don't think every discipline interaction with a child should just end with, we're just waiting on you to believe the gospel before you can obey. I think you can hold your children accountable to God's word, to obey. And and throughout the rest of the book, the author does recognize that as well. So I think there's just a few loose statements. I think he's thinking clearly on it, but what he says could easily be taken the wrong way. So that's the only reason I throw that caveat out there. Besides that, I think the book is a tremendous, tremendous resource for parents, mainly because it focuses not on special times of parenting, not on creating uh, times of family worship that are just amazing and high-soaring and everybody's singing how great thou art in harmony, and you read 12 chapters of Leviticus, and every kid is just sitting still, hanging on every word as you read. Uh, Those aren't realistic expectations. Uh, What this book focuses on is how we use our everyday conversations, how we talk about the issues of life, and making sure that our minds are meditating on God's truth regularly so that in the regular, everyday circumstances of life, we can be speaking about the Lord with our children. And the author gets this idea, uh, really launches out into the implications of of this concept from Deuteronomy chapter 6. Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 4, it says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. This is the Lordship of the God of the Bible. That's the context in which we're parenting. And then it says, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. So this is what we need to cultivate in our own hearts if we're going to pass on uh, a submission to the Lord, to our children. Then verse six says, and these words that I command you today shall be on your heart. You should be meditating about them. Verse seven, 
You shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorpost of your house and on your gates. In other words, the Lordship of Christ and his truth in the scriptures should be a part of your everyday life and constant meditation. And so it's important to set aside times of family discipleship and family worship, family devos, whatever you want to call it. But what's going to be more influential in your children's life is if the scriptures and the gospel and the lordship of Christ permeates every area of family life. And that's going to be a huge influence in the life of your children. And it needs to be a focus in your parenting. Uh, one of the things that we do as a family, we try to eat as many meals together as possible, at least uh, dinner. We try to have dinner together as much as possible. And we don't always do um, kind of a really organized and focused time of family worship, but we're always talking about the day's events. We're always talking about what's going on in each other's lives. And as parents, we're working hard to make sure that these everyday circumstances are bathed in a biblical perspective. So if there are conflicts with classmates, if there are disappointments in extracurricular activities and sports, if there are family issues going on, we want to go back to the scriptures and ask, what does God's word say about that? And we want to provide answers. We're trying to teach our children that in every circumstance of life, they can look to God's word for direction and grace. And so that's the importance of everyday talk. And really, that's a concept that has impacted our parenting from the very beginning, in large part, not just because of some study in Deuteronomy 6, but also because of this resource, this book, Everyday Talk, and the way it emphasizes these truths in parenting. It was a very influential book that I read early in my parenting that was very helpful to me. So most influential books in my parenting, the Bible, and that needs to be the most influential book in your parenting, Everyday Talk, which was uh, massively important to me when I was first trying to develop a philosophy of parenting, if you will. And then the last book, the last resource that was very important to my own parenting was actually not a written book, but it was a living epistle. Paul talks about how his readers, his people were a living epistle, a living testimony of his own ministry. Well, for me, what was influential to me in my parenting was the living epistle of so many other believers in my life, especially my own parents who raised me in the Lord. I was able to read their lives like a book and learn from their example. And the same is true with life in the church. Uh, we as believers are not parenting alone. We have the opportunity to benefit from and grow with our fellow believers as we seek to parent our children. I say this all the time to young parents, but you need to find Christian parents who have raised their kids to completion. You need to humbly ask them, what did you do right? What would you do different? And what do you see in my family? And then just humbly sit back and wait for the answer, whatever that might be. 
that's the kind of living epistle, that's the kind of discipleship that is invaluable when it comes to parenting. And we need the perspective of God's Word. We need the perspective of good resources like the book I mentioned to you. But we also need the influence and the perspective of godly believers who live the Christian life alongside of us and have spiritual eyes on our family lives. They can see what's going on. They can see our kids. They might be able to see problems coming before we see them. They might even see areas of our family life and be encouraged by it that we miss out because we're just kind of stuck in the daily routine and discouraged by lack of fruit in one area, and they can see positive fruit in another area and encourage us. Really, this is what we need. Uh, We need this kind of discipleship. We need this kind of influence. If you're trying to parent just by collecting resources, internalizing it, and doing it privately all by yourself, you're making your job so much more difficult. And look, I get it. It's hard. Um, if I told somebody, look, your, your Christian life is not what it should be. They'd probably say, yeah, I know. I don't pray enough. I don't read my Bible enough. Uh, you know, how can you help me with that? Or as a pastor, I'll have couples come to me and say, well, you know, it doesn't sound like your marriage is really running the way God's designed it. And they'll say, yeah, oh man. Yeah. You don't know the half of it, pastor. Uh, we want to meet for marriage counseling because we want to improve on our marriage. There's an openness to that. But when it comes to parenting, if you tell a young mother or a young father, look, I, th- I think you're missing some things with little Johnny here. W- would you appreciate some help? It's like, uh, mind your own business, pastor. How dare you speak into my family life? God gave these kids to me. And I think sometimes that protectiveness is just a cover for pride. Uh, we're so easily embarrassed when it comes to our children The solution to that is to humble ourselves and find other godly counselors who can help us navigate the difficult waters of parenting in this world. That's the way God's designed it, not so that we parent out of a fear of man and a concern for what other people think, but so that we parent with the godly influence of other proven Christians that he has placed in our life, whether that's our parents who have gone before us or other members of the church or leaders in the church, godly women, uh, godly men, uh, whatever that might be, this is a significant resource that we as parents need to take advantage of. And as we do, it's just a reminder that parenting is difficult, but as God told the Apostle Paul, his grace is sufficient for us, even in parenting.